We get set to drop the puck on the 2023-24 season, and we'll talk about the team with the voice of the LA Kings, Nick Nixon, on this edition of Locked on LA Kings. You are Locked on Kings, your daily podcast on the Los Angeles Kings, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, Kings fans, welcome to Locked On LA Kings, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thanks for making Locked On LA Kings your first listen every day. We are free and available wherever you get your podcasts, and we're also on YouTube. Please like and subscribe if you're enjoying this content. I'm Eddie Garcia, your host of Locked On LA Kings. I've worked in sports media for almost 30 years, 20 plus years of the Fox Sports Radio Network, also co host of the Puck Podcast, a weekly NHL review show that's been putting out content for the last 17 years and a passionate L.A. Kings fan for 30 years. Today's episode brought to you by Sleeper. Download the Sleeper app and use the promo code LOCKEDONNHL to get up to $100 match on your first deposit. Terms and conditions apply. See Sleeper's terms of use for details. Very excited to be joined for the first time by the voice of the Los Angeles Kings. He has been the longtime radio broadcaster for the uh, L.A. Kings, uh, but now he is doing double duty. Uh, He is the great Hall of Famer, Nick Nixon. Uh, joining us right now and nick thank you so much for your time and uh really appreciate you joining us today it's great to see hockey uh back uh the kings uh will open the season with a couple of home games and as i look at the schedule here in october they have some good tests uh i think they play five of the top seven teams from last season here in october so Head coach Todd McClellan and his group of mostly veteran players, um, they'll get a good measuring stick on where they're at for this season from the start of uh, game number one. And there's already some challenges for the team, which we'll talk about in a minute. But before we get started, I do want to ask you uh, about you and your role this year with the LA Kings. A little bit different for the Kings broadcast. We have a simulcast now. You're handling the call on TV and radio. Of course, you've been the voice of the Kings on the radio for many years. And for those that have been around long enough, they might remember you are not a stranger to television as well. Uh, What is going to be different, though, about this season for you as a broadcaster? And what are you excited about with this change of the season? Well, you know, I always I still get excited, Eddie, with the start of every season. And that that kind of gets into my blood, into my bones around August after sitting around and not doing hockey for a few months. Uh, But, you know. Uh, For me personally, um, I'm at the stage of my career where obviously it's winding down. I'm probably only going to do a couple of more seasons. And uh, moving over to TV, basically, it is a simulcast. Uh, My specific roles will be just the play-by-play. Over the years, when I predominantly did just radio night after night, uh, I would you know, produce, uh, get the interviews, uh, do the copy for the half-hour pregame show. I take care of the intermissions. The game ends. I do the postgame show. I did the Kings talk after every home game. So it was a long night, uh, and it's a lot of preparation. As you know, you've been in the business for a number of years, and people say, oh, before the game, a half-hour pregame. Well, (laughs) that quite honestly is almost as much work, if not more, than just doing the game. So um, moving forward, uh, the way the Kings have restructured things on the broadcast, I will strictly be doing the play-by-play. 
Now, you've obviously been a part of a lot of Kings broadcasts, and I guess in some ways, you know, a rink is a rink and a game is a game, but you were on the call on the NHL network for the national broadcast of those two global series games in Melbourne, Australia, first ever NHL games played in the Southern Hemisphere. What, what was that like for you? Well, you know, it's interesting, Eddie, because uh, when I saw the Kings were going to play uh, Arizona in Australia in the summer, I said, boy, I wonder if I'll have to go. And at that time, I was still planning to do the radio. Well, things changed earlier in the summer. And then I got a call about a month before we left for Australia from the Kings people. And they said the NHL wants the Kings announcers to go to Australia. So I said, okay, uh, I'll have to plan for that long trek uh, to start a new season. But after I got there and was there for five full days before the games, which were over a weekend, a Saturday and a Sunday, I really am so glad that I decided to go or at least they invited me to go. Uh, the people in Australia are fabulous. They're outstanding sports fans. Uh, they follow the NHL. Um, for those that watch those games, we did them right in the middle of the crowd. And before and during both games that weekend, fans in every NHL jersey imaginable would come up to us and say hello. Uh, we've listened to you on iHeart app, the Kings app. Uh, the center ice package. And I found out very quickly that people in Australia love sports. I mean, yeah. they love all kinds of sports. And we were fortunate. A lot of us that were traveling over there went to an Australian rules football game in front of 97,000 people. And I, I, I've seen parts of it on ESPN at two in the morning when I'm on the road and can't sleep. And I never understood the game, but having been there and watching the whole game, I would go again, I, and and I think uh, Andre Turini, the head coach of the Coyotes, said he went to the game. I don't understand why this isn't more popular around the world. Um, so I, I'm glad I went. I got to experience Melbourne, uh, the people, uh, the cuisine, uh, the, the two games, the, the, the Australian rules football game. So, yeah, it was a great experience, and I think everybody that went, player, coach, media, they, they would say the same thing. And again, Nick, obviously you've been at this for several decades, and I wonder your thoughts on the NHL as far as where the game is at right now. Obviously, there have been rule changes over the years to promote more offense. Uh, you know, you've got some smaller players like a Blake Lazat who can now have a place in the NHL. Um, how do you feel about where the game has come from and where it is right now? I think the game's in a great place, uh, and, and I think uh, you go back to that lockout season when we didn't play at all in 04, 05. They, they decided to make rule changes, and it made it easier for the skilled players, no matter what their size, to succeed. And I think the bottom line is when people go see a game, they want to see the skill that these players exhibit. You have to skate, obviously, to play in the NHL. Most most of the time, you've got to be a pretty good skater, obviously, but to have that hand-eye coordination and then to be able to shoot and pass the puck at full speed, all of these things, uh, I, I think they help bring out or make it easier for the players to accentuate all of those skills that they have. So I think the game's in a great place. Uh, I know a few years ago, the concern was a lack of offense. Offense has gone up in our game. Uh, teams have become more deadlier on the power play. You look at Edmonton last year, basically they scored one out of every three chance they had on the power play, 32%. Uh, 
Kings were fourth in the league in that regard. So the way the game is played and the ability of the skilled players to show off their skills, I, I think makes our game in the best place it's it's ever been. Now, Nick, I doubt you'll remember this, and I don't expect you to, but when the Kings were on the verge of winning their first ever Stanley Cup, I was asked if I would be interested in hosting Kings Talk after the game so you and Daryl could go down and celebrate winning I the Cup. I remember that. And I was thrilled to be a part of the broadcast of a, you know, a Stanley Cup champion for the LA Kings. And it was the easiest job I've ever had. It was just taking calls of people saying how happy they were. Uh, but the players obviously are the ones who physically pay the price. But for somebody like you and Bob Miller and Jim Fox, I mean, the players do come and go. You guys are the, the, are the constant. You've been there for thick and thin. Um, I just wonder, what was that moment like for you when the Kings finally won the Stanley Cup? Well, it was, it was special because uh, – for someone like myself, I think that was uh, my, what, 33rd, 34th season with the Kings. Uh, Bob, uh, close to, to 40. Uh, our trainer, Pete Demers, was mm. with the Kings before even Bob Miller. And the three of us would joke on the plane every year when it looked like we weren't going to make the playoffs or weren't a very good team. We'd say, we're never going to see it, are we? Mm -hmm. Well, and then it came out of nowhere, right? Uh, you as a fan and the fans remember you know, in December, they make the coaching change. They're not sure they're even going to make the playoffs. They go on a pretty good run. They get in. They're the eighth seed, and they make history by knocking off seeds one, two, and three, win 10 straight on the road, and go up 3 nothing in all four series, stuff that we've never seen before. So I guess the way I look at that, Eddie, is it was the highlight of my Kings broadcasting career, but I think for everybody that had – put so much energy and passion into following the Kings all those years to, to have it evolve the way it did. It was like, this is getting better and better with each game in the playoffs. And could this happen? And it did happen. So yeah, special 2012. And let's not forget 2014 Kings did things in that playoff run that have never been done before in, in NHL history. So I guess the lesson there is, you know, if you don't think the Kings are going to do well in a season, just be patient. If you get in the playoffs, maybe they can do it again. Now, Nick, I hope I don't embarrass you by doing this or reveal myself uh, to be uh, some kind of stalker or something, but your <laughs> voice, your voice literally is in my life every day. This is my ringtone on my phone. <laughs> That's and, great. And not to be outdone, this is what I have when I get a text message. Martinez to Clifford, feeds it right side to Foley with a shot. See, we go. Alec Martinez has won the Stanley Cup for the Los Angeles Kings. I have never gotten tired of getting a phone call or a text message all these years <laughs> later. So thank yeah, you for and, that. And you're not the first one. Uh, <laughs> I had. Uh, lunch right after we won the cup with uh, uh, a reporter from the LA Times, uh, uh, Hans is his name. I want to say Tesselar. I hope I'm remembering that correctly. Like you, a longtime Kings fan. He said, Nick, you know, can you, can you send me that call? I want to put it on my phone too. So, you know, it, and I'll be honest with you, Eddie. And I mean, obviously it was me doing the call, but when I listen to it, I, I still get chills only because 
it was such a special moment for not only me and my broadcasting career, but for everybody that was, you know, with the Kings all those years. All right. We are going to talk about the LA Kings this season and the season opener against the Colorado Avalanche. We'll do that and talk about some challenges for the Kings right out of the bat. We'll do that in just a second here on Locked on LA Kings, your team every day. But today's episode is brought to you by Sleeper. The NHL season's finally here. I love hockey. You love it too. And that's why I want to tell you about Sleeper. It's my go-to platform for daily fantasy sports, especially daily fantasy hockey. With Sleeper, you have a chance to win 100 times your cash on daily fantasy. The NHL has never been more exciting than it is now. With fantasy players like Connor McDavid, Alexander Ovechkin, Sidney Crosby, and Kale McCarr simply select more or less based on their stats, such as goals, assists, points, saves, and more. And you heard it here, Kings fans. Sleeper offers 100 times payout, so make the right pick and you could win big. Use promo code LOCKEDONNHL and you'll get up to $100 match on your first deposit. Terms and conditions apply. That's LOCKEDONNHL. See Sleeper's terms of use for details. All right, we've got more with Nick Mixon. And Nick, finally going to talk a little bit about the LA Kings this year, and we haven't dropped the puck yet, um, but there's already some adversity. Arthur Kaliev suspended for the first two games. Victor Arbitson could be out with a lower body injury because of the salary cap. You can't just uh, plug in other players like we would like to do. And oh, by the way, they're playing one of the best teams in hockey in the opener, the Colorado Avalanche. So it's going to be a challenge right from the start, isn't it? Yeah, it is. And uh, you mentioned uh, the, the roster, basically, and uh if Victor Arvidsson can't go in the opener, he didn't practice uh, uh, today. Uh, the Kings may be at uh, 11 forwards and six defense for uh, the opener. Uh, and it's a situation because of the cap that a number of teams are in. You look at Colorado, our opponent tomorrow night, uh, their roster to start the season is just 21. So they're just going to have one healthy body uh, because they're up against the cap. And this, you look around the NHL, Eight or nine teams are in this situation. So uh, I, I think uh, teams are figuring out it's better to spend money on good players and get close to the cap and take your chance. Uh, so um, we'll see how that plays out. And, you know, a guy like Kaliev gets sent down for a day, gets recalled tomorrow to serve game one of suspension. He still obviously gets paid. And even though he won't play, he's still got to be part of the roster. But today that he's not on the roster that's a day of the salary the Kings save and the cap which down the road towards the deadline could come into play when you look to make a deal so that is uh, not only an issue that the Kings are going to face this year but a number of teams will yeah there'll be a lot of juggling going on perhaps the entire season and we'll see uh the Kings penalty kill uh, is going to be in the spotlight all season long um We've talked about it a lot on this show. The, the, the team themselves have talked about it. I know Tom McClellan called it a summer project, getting that penalty kill to be a lot better than it was last year. I know you're not the analyst, but what have you seen from the PK so far? That is it still too soon to kind of tell what they're doing differently, or are there some things you've seen that you are you can notice a difference? Well, I, I think they're trying to be more aggressive up the ice with the forwards, and I think uh, the defensemen – may be approaching the way they set up once the attacking team gets in the offensive zone and where they want to take away shot attempts. Uh, I know they've done work on analytics on how teams score power play goals, and I think they're readjusting the way they approach the penalty kill based on that. Can you get a good read in the preseason? Probably not because the veterans 
the guys that are on your PK night after night, your three pairs of forwards, they're not necessarily in the same preseason game. So I think it's going to take probably 10, 12 games before you get a pretty good read on it. Goaltending is seen as possibly being an issue for the Kings. They've got two veterans right now in Cam Talbot and Phoenix Copley. Uh, and I know we saw last year with Vegas, they used you know, four different goalies, I think, uh, and they go on to win the Stanley Cup. So it certainly is possible to kind of get it done by committee or to have a goalie who's very good and build a really good team around them. Um, how do you feel about the, the tandem in net for the Kings? Well, uh, they're veterans. They're both, uh, well, Cam Talbot is 36 and, and Phoenix Copley is 31. Uh, in Copley's case, he's never been a true number one for a number of years in the NHL. However, you look at what he did when he was recalled last December, December 1st, he basically was the goaltender and he had an amazing record, uh, 24, five and six or seven, I think. And heck, you know, Vezina trophy winners would like to have that, that points percentage. Cam Talbot, uh, 400 plus NHL games. Uh, I mentioned his age. To me, that's the big question mark with this team. If the Kings can get solid above average goaltending, whether it's from Talbot or Copley, uh, that will allow them to have the season they think they're going to have. Because up front, with their depth, with the players they've added the last couple of years, and on defense, with uh, the uh, retainment of Gavrikov, whom they picked up at the deadline last year, but could have lost in the summer because he was a free agent. He, he elected to sign with the Kings again. And you've got a little more size there and more experience uh, from some of the younger D and, and uh, Roy and Mikey Anderson. And it uh, looks like Toby Bjornfoot is going to be in the mix this year. So, yeah, to me, uh, Eddie, goaltending is the big question mark. If I had to pick one to start the season, uh, that would be the one area. A lot of people are understandably excited about Pierre-Luc Dubois, or as you informed us in Australia, P.L. Dubois, as he, he <laughs> likes to be known as. Um, you know, the Kings have made some off-season addition every year, and now another one. And this one was a little bit surprising to me, and I think a lot of people, I think a lot of folks thought they would do something to kind of upgrade in net. Uh, but it turns out the Kings decided we're going to get a lot stronger down the middle. Uh, and try and be better that way. And I know that, you know, Vegas is still very good. They didn't do a lot in the offseason. Same thing for Edmonton, but the Kings made the big splash of the Pacific Division. Your take so far on what you've seen from P.L. Dubois? Well, you know, he played in Australia, and then the veterans, those players that played in Australia, got like the week off and we returned back to Southern California. And then he started to play towards the end of the preseason. And I thought he got better and better and stronger and – you know, he, he knows what he has to do to get ready for an NHL season. And I think that buildup leading to the opener tomorrow night and getting more familiar with his left winger, Kevin Fiala, who's a very good offensive player, uh, I, I think that could be a, a real dynamic line for the Kings this year. Uh, Dubois is like Andre Kopitar. He's got size. He's got the reach. He's responsible on the defensive side of things. Uh, I'll be interesting. It'll be interesting to see how he does in the face-off circle because that's been a strength for Kopitar. Um, Philip Deneau as well has been good in that area. So, so down the middle with Dubois on board with Kopitar and Deneau, uh, yeah, it's hard hard pressed to to beat that one two three combination around the league, especially when you consider how um, how efficient and how responsible all three are in their own end. 
couple more minutes with the voice of the LA Kings, Nick Dixon, here on Locked on LA Kings, your team every day. <coughs> but before we uh, continue the interview, I do need to remind you that everyone should be empowered to care for themselves and their loved ones during the unexpected. That's why Jace Medical offers the Jace case. The Jace case provides five life-saving antibiotics for emergency use and gives you peace of mind so that you can have access to medication in an emergency. Jace Medical Simple, they handle everything from the online evaluation to licensed pharmacy medication deliveries and ongoing consultation care. Don't get caught unprepared. Get $20 off those life-saving antibiotics today from Jace Medical by using my code Locked On at checkout on jacemedical.com. That's J-A-S-E medical.com. And don't forget, the LA Kings play the Colorado Avalanche coming up on Wednesday, 7 p.m. Uh, you will catch all the action of the hometown broadcast with Nick Nixon on SiriusXM and the SXM app. Just search LA Kings. Uh, we are wrapping it up with Nick Nixon. And uh, Nick, everybody knows the expectations for the Kings coming into the season. They are high. Uh, they have a very talented lineup, but there is the defending Stanley Cup champs in our division. Obviously, the Oilers who've eliminated the Kings back-to-back -back seasons. Uh, they should still be good as well. But uh, despite the issues here to start the season, um, are you optimistic about the Kings going into this season, being a playoff team again, and, and finally getting a shot at advancing out of the first round for the first time in a while? Yeah, I am. Um, I think they're they're deeper, uh, more experienced up front, obviously, with the addition of Dubon. Let, let's not forget about Trevor Lewis coming mm -hmm. back, who was with the team for a couple of Stanley Cups, a veteran forward whom the coaches can trust in virtually any situation. I like Gavrikov and, and the Kings. I think their top four can match up well with, with anybody's top four, uh, with uh, Anderson paired with Dowdy and Gavrikov with, with Roy. I go back to the goaltending, and I think it's a playoff team. I'm quite sure it will be if, if everybody plays to their potential. And to me, a, a X factor would be the improvement of some of the younger forwards. I'm talking about Quinton Byfield, and Arthur Kaliev. To start the season, of course, Kaliev misses the first two games, but to start the season, both of those former draft picks will get every opportunity to be forwards that can make a contribution on a regular basis. Remember Byfield, the first-round pick, played a lot with Kobitar and Kempe last year. Looks like he'll be there to start this year. Then you look at Kaliev, and he's slated to play when he returns with Dubois and Fiala. Uh, two veteran players. So if both of those, uh, let's not get greedy, if one of the two can start establishing his game and show why they were drafted where they were and become a threat offensively, that's going to speak volumes for the offense. Bottom line, it's a playoff team. Can they win the division? If they get real good goaltending, they could. And I'd like to see us not play Edmonton in the first round. <laughs> I think we can all understand that. Hey, Nick, I wanted to close it out with this. Uh, we found out that former LA Kings head coach Barry Melrose was diagnosed with Parkinson's disease. Uh, when I became a real diehard Kings fan was that season when Melrose helped to guide him to that surprising run of the Stanley Cup final. Uh, I have never had the pleasure of meeting him. Seems like a great guy. I wonder if there was anything you wanted to share about Barry Melrose. Yeah, Barry is, uh, you know, uh, he was fun to be around. Uh, as a matter of fact, I talked with him uh, two seasons ago when he and Steve Levy did a game uh, at Honda Center, and we were there, and I went into the booth and had a good chat with Barry. First time I had really chatted with him for any length 
in a number of years. Uh, yeah, um, a great motivator. Uh, not so much an X's and O's guys. He left that to the assistants, but he was a great motivator. The players loved playing for him. I would say he was a player's coach. And um, unfortunately, he's got the Parkinson's. And I think it's the right move for him retiring and focusing just on his health. And uh, we wish him nothing but the best. Uh, yeah, the first coach in franchise history lead, to lead the Kings to the Stanley Cup Finals. So um, hang in there, Barry. We're all with you. Yeah, that was certainly a, another magical run for the LA Kings. Came up just short, but uh, Barry Melrose certainly uh, in the history of the Los Angeles Kings, and, and we were thinking about him. I wanted to ask you about that. That is Hall of Famer Nick Nixon. Uh, Nick, when I tuned into the first preseason game in Australia and I heard you on the call, I got excited because it just felt right. Uh, so we're really looking forward to you on the call all year long. Uh, looking forward to many great calls this season for you and the LA Kings, and Thanks again for doing this. I really hope we can do it again sometime, but uh, I really, really appreciate you giving us some of your time. It was a big thrill for me, so thank you. Well, thank you, Eddie, and uh, yeah, uh, appreciate the kind words, and uh, anytime you want to talk Kings hockey, you've got my number now, so there's no excuse. Give me a call. I, I absolutely will. Thank you, Nick, and uh, have a great broadcast for the season opener. Thank you. All right, that is Nick Nixon, and uh, that was uh, that was awesome. So we'll definitely have Nick uh, on again in the show and, and on the show, and uh, and we're really excited about that. Uh, we're closing out the show, and I do want to share uh, something. I'm I'm very excited about the new season, uh, but I'm also pretty bummed out because I'm not going to be able to attend the LA Kings season opener in person. I had uh, been, you know, some of you have reached out to me about wanting to meet uh, before the game, and I was I love doing that. Uh, but unfortunately, I went to, uh, you may have heard me mention this the other day, I went to a, a rock festival over the weekend, and uh, I started to not feel very good yesterday, and I found out today that I have COVID, and uh, it's the first time I got it. I, I had dodged the bullet for a long, long time, but so I'm going to be, uh, I'm going to miss the season opener in person, but I will be out there at Crypto.com Arena uh, in the very near future and looking forward to meeting you guys. Uh, in person and really thanking you uh, in person for all the support you guys have given this show for you everydayers those of you that listen and watch locked on la kings every day coming up on thursday show obviously we'll recap the season opener against the avalanche and then friday it's our weekly kings fan feedback show all your questions and comments on anything involving the la kings uh we'd also love for you to stay interactive with the show on twitter and we are on also on instagram at locked on la kings I'm Eddie Garcia. Thanks, as always, for listening and watching Locked on LA Kings, part of the Locked on Podcast Network. Have a great day. We'll talk to you on Thursday. And as always, go Kings go.